Welcome to the Ocarthropier. I'm your host, Aaron Chalupa, as always. This is episode 38 with Ikea, Adam Ikea Nissen. You might remember him from a previous show we recorded. I can't remember what episode number it was. I'm going to guess it was like, I don't know, 14? Check it out. Let me know. Instagram me if you got the proper number. See if you can beat me to it. Anyway, uh, this is a fun one. We're recording here in Footner Lake in Nelson Flayton's room. You might remember Nelson Flayton from my excursion and my adventure in uh, Europe with Travis Fortune. We did a few recordings. We were in the Balkans. We were in Eastern Europe. It was a good time. Uh, so, yeah, sitting down with Nelson. He's kind of a, more of a fringe cameo guest star in the background. Uh, Ikea, as you remember him, he was in St. John's. I recorded with him at the St. John's International Airport. We had a good time. We discussed uh, what Ikea and Nelson got up to last summer for their fire seasons. Uh they talked about how they got you know, evacuated from an export fire that they're on and kind of on the Quebec, Ontario border. Uh, exciting stuff. You're going you're gonna to love that story. Very, very, a little bit of humor in it, too. Uh, you're going to talk about what their, their fire season has been like this year. Uh, mostly Ikea. Nelson doesn't really talk about this, the season too much. Again, just being a little fringe, a little, little background guy, a little background bass. Uh, <laughs> actually playing guitar every now and then. Uh, Ikea also tells us about what he's been up to in school and where that's going to be taking him. And then, of course, <laughs> Ikea and Chalupa being Ikea and Chalupa, we talk about uh, Oilers hockey, free agent signings, trades, uh, rumors, gossip, projections, ideas, like hopes, dreams, failures, all this kind of stuff we're going to be talking about. Uh, you know, how we've liked the new acquisitions and the new signings or assignments. It's going to be very interesting. I hope you guys like it. Obviously, we're playing off of other people's ideas and talks and everything, too, and just giving our own personal opinion on it. That's what fans do. Fan is short for fanatic. Can't complain uh, about that saying. Like, can't deny it at all. So... Yeah, no, we have a really good time talking about this. I also wanted to mention, uh, just hanging out with Ikea tonight with a couple other buddies, uh, we were playing a board game called Scythe. Really cool. If you haven't heard about it, check it out. Not trying to sell it on you or anything like that. I'm just a nerd, and I like my board games. It's kind of like a Settlers of Catan, but more of like a, a battling style as well, so that little extra flair. A little complicated, slow to learn about it. Pretty cool, though. Highly recommend it. Check out some videos. The artwork is incredible. Very, very fascinating storyline to it as well. I'm one for alternate history, and this is really follows history a little bit, and then takes its own little spin on it. It's kind of like Eastern Europe, uh, Russia storyline post World War One, uh, and like the the artwork that comes with it almost makes you want to put it like uh, some paintings in your house or your desktop background or something like that. Very cool. Check that out at the very least. And I just feel like there should be a storyline with it too, which I'd love to see. You know, like I'd be all over that storyline. I love alternate history. Like what 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 happened if like this happened, or what if uh, they had this kind of thing? So yeah, no, definitely check it out if you're a board game fan like myself. Uh, yeah, besides that, this is episode thirty-eight. I'm here with I- IKEA <laughs> Adam IKEA Nissen. Uh, this is August. We're wrapping things down. A lot of fun this fire season. A lot of crazy stuff this fire season. I hope you guys like it. Uh, another chill one, kind of like with Noah. It's going to be a good time. Hope you guys like it. Here it is, episode thirty-eight, right now. <coughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, the. <coughs> Awkward throat clear. Now here's your host, Aaron Chalupa. I thought it'd be cliche to ask. Cliche to ask to open a beer. 
in Nelson Flayton's room, and that's where we're recording the Awkward Throw Clear, part of the Not a 30 podcast, everybody, that we are opening Caribou Genuine Lager. Ikea, if you may. Ooh, nice. With 21 cans for loot. Oh my goodness. Absolutely, but we do not have 21 cans, sadly. I am Aaron Chalupa, I am the host of the Awkward Throw Clear, and this is my friend. You all know him as Ikea. Maybe. Adam Ikea Nissen. Yes. Hell Attack Leader. Yes. HL55. Yes. And we have music in the background, Nelson Flayton, as you know him from the Croatian European Balkan series. Hi. No one probably remembers him at all. Oh. <laughs> as the driver. Nelson, thank you. <laughs> as the driver. Baby driver. <laughs> Baby maker with that kind of music going oh. on. The whammy bar. <laughs> this is the special late night edition of the <laughs> Strap yourselves in. What was it like? Uh, Baby blues that was on Showcase or something like that mm-hmm. late at night. Oh, or the French CBC. Late time. Mm. Mm. Happy memories C'est of that. Soir. Anyway, IKEA. It's been probably about two years since we last recorded. In St. John's International Airport. Yes, yes, we did. That was uh, that was right at the beginning of my university career. So two years, Your university almost career. exactly. Yes. And since then, what has been going on with you? Uh, so I mentioned the university career because yes. that's pretty much all that's been going on with me. All I do is I go to school, I come back for the summers, I work, and then I go to school again. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, it's a good time. I'm really enjoying it. But in St. John's, there's also that ECHL hockey team now. There is the, uh, I'm sorry, ECHL championship hockey team. Inaugural season? In the first one. <laughs> the uh, the Dump Dogs? No, the Growlers. The Growlers. The, the Dump Dogs, that's, uh, that's exclusively to Nelson, Ikea, and Chalupa. Uh, a, a crew seat weight of a three-man crew of, what was it? 900 and something pounds with our gear? I know it was about <laughs> 20 pounds less than the four-person crew. And that was mainly our testicles yes. as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've all had surgery since then. Thank you for being worried about it. We're all going to be okay. It was, a, it was a dark couple of weeks there, but we're fine now. Benign tumors mm-hmm. all the way around. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have to wear quadruple extra large Nomex pants anymore. <laughs> thank, thank Christ. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we are wearing the Newfoundland Growlers jerseys, the that, home and away ones. That we were? That mm-hmm. we are. Yeah, I thought it would be the most... Uh, I, I knew the second that St. John's... Show it to the camera. Yep, by here. here. <laughs> can you guys... You guys can see that, right? I'm just trying to look in the screen right now. Okay, excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, the second I heard that Newfoundland was getting a team, I thought that would be... Oh, we are taking a picture. I thought that would be the this would be the ultimate pond hockey jersey ever. Yeah. Is a, a, a like a minor professional league Newfoundland hockey team. It's a great pond hockey jersey yeah. right there. I mean there's there's a few few good pond hockey jerseys out there, but mm-hmm. Newfoundland Hockey Club it's not bad. No, not at all. They've had a few different clubs out there, and a sadly, a few of them, a number of them, have failed. But also, this is the first time a Newfoundland professional sports team has won a championship. Absolutely, long mm-hmm. time coming. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pumped for them. Yeah, absolutely. Went to a few games. Went to more than a few games. How were actually. they? They were a lot of fun. I mean, you, you missed the playoffs, but yes, so obviously, I had to come here and work for a living. Yeah, Ugh, the worst. <laughs> Ugh, I even. I got a. Start inheriting a lot of money or something, because this working thing, whew, 
but no, I got to go out to a few of the games, and it's a great time. I mean, you get to go out, you get to hang out with all your friends, shout at the the hockey rink. All my friends at the university, I mean, half of them are from a different country, so they don't even understand the hockey. They just get excited when you yell. So, <laughs> And people hit and fight and all that good stuff, too. Yeah, miss fights. Got close on a couple of times. Oh, haven't no. Seen a, haven't seen a fight in person yet. Uh, I've also, I just recently discovered that the mascot's name is Buddy, which <laughs> I think is one of the best names for a Newfoundland hockey team. Oh, Buddy. I mean, it was that or bye. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. No, oh, man. And it's a puffin, which is just great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buddy the Puffin is hilarious because he'll like he'll go, he's got all the on ice antics, like all the slipping and falling and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Well, it's puffins. A, what's that? They're puffins. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Does he have like a bunch of fish in his mouth as much as possible too? No, I wish. Oh, that'd be great. No, no, no. I mean it's a great time. At the at the period breaks they always get on some local band going down there. As you should. They've got a stage behind uh behind the home team's Net, I believe it's the home team's net, and yeah, they get uh, local band playing there every single day for both of the period breaks. It's awesome, great time, fucking a. Mm-hmm. So um, you're going to school, and you're still yep. taking geology, right? Yep, still taking geology. Yeah, yep, still doing biology and geology. Biology is looking like it's going to be a minor at this point, but mm. that's uh, that's okay. That happens to everyone. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I like looking at rocks. Rocks are cool. Geology rocks. Geology rocks. What? It's a very nice subject. That was a rock joke for all of you geologists out there. <clears throat> there are some good ones. Like, and then also, like, I have one of my old roommates, Jordan Sales, and then Pete West, and they're all geologists yep. as well. And so yep. they all they like to throw rock jokes every now and then. So whenever I see one on Instagram or whatever, it's always a good laugh. So I share them. That I share that meme with them. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, probably, you know, like, I'm not sure if you want to disclose yet being like LeBron or just wait, you know, for, or it would be more like LeBron and see where you're going to take your talents to. Are you going to be coming back next year in the fire season? I don't think I'm going to be coming back next year for the fire season. I, uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm actually going to the Clippers to disappoint everyone. (laughs) That was a basketball joke for Nelson over there. He's, he's crying. Sorry, buddy. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I'll be back in fire next year. If you want Nelson. I got some the whole thing. Got some exciting stuff. I'm gonna have a uh, a field course over in the UK, which kind of takes the early portion of fire season out, and uh, it's kind of irresponsible to show up halfway through the season and expect something. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna try and tag on with either a research team or find some geology work. That's sick. Yeah. Is there any areas that you're really focused at, or are you just pretty much just taking any job and going with it? Oh, I'm uh, I'm gonna find something that I I enjoy, something hopefully out in the middle of nowhere and hopefully somewhere interesting. Zama City. Yeah. <laughs> but watch with my life. I will be right back in Zama City. I'll be stuck up there for like four months this time. Because you're loving the north. Completely squirrely. Oh, actually, I wrote a song about Zama. I'll have to tell you about that one later. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I've gotten... I've, I've, I've looked into it. There's some options. There's some work up in the Yukon that's, that's quite interesting for me that I might be able to follow up with. But that's uh, a little far in the future for me. Yeah, right a little bit too far in the future. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how's your, so your, how was your fire season last year? I was mad up soup at the time. You were still leading. Um, you had... Uh, Lulu? No. No, no last year. This year is Lulu. Yeah, last year had Saavedra. Yeah, last year I had, uh, it was Flores, Saavedra, and Sean Baxter. Right. And that was a wicked crew. I mean, loads of fun. Flores, just a a bitter, grumpy Dutch bastard. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
Saavedra was all he was still wet behind the ears, so mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't have this uh, this sarcastic streak that he's grown through his third year. But uh, yeah, no, it was a great 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 crew. And then Baxter with like the silent but deadly. Yeah, Sean Baxter's a weird one. He doesn't talk very much. Sean, if you're listening, I'm sorry I just called you weird. <laughs> but you're a weird one. He doesn't talk very much. Doesn't say a thing, so you don't really expect much from him. But every now and then, he'll come out with something absolutely ruthless. <laughs> just way out of left field. Yeah. And everyone kind of looks around and is like, did you just say that? To the, just a little blind I wonder if he's like that when he's coaching. Oh. And just like quiet on the bench, just looking around. And like in the dressing room, just quiet. And at the end of the game, where they got embarrassed like 8-2, to two, he just like, you know what? <laughs> just tears them apart. Yeah, strong possibility. Mm. Um, at the end of the season, actually, we traded out our uh, our Dutch friend for Nelson. Went on an export to Ontario. That was a wild time. Yeah, it was really fun. We yeah. had about, what, 16 pounds of grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> each in that one? Yeah, at least. Minimum? Yeah. I, I wanted to get that photo of you and put that on the podcast wall. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like a before I, and after. I can send it to you. Yeah, it was, I think, our, our sixth or seventh day on the fire line. We were all getting a little bit loopy at this point. Whereabouts in Ontario? Most oh, of our listeners are from Ontario, too. Absolutely. This was northern, well... This 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 was up on the Quebec border. This was in uh, Temiskaming Earlton area. Mm. There was the fire in uh, it was the Lady Evelyn Provincial Park fire. Mm. We uh, we were we were some of the sorry fellows to get stuck on that one for a little while. And you even had to get evacuated. We did have to get evacuated. That was, <laughs> I mean, it sounds scary, but it was actually a load of fun. I've never yeah. been evacuated from a fire in my life. Plus, to make it all worth it, our camp ended up burning over. Confirm, Nelson? Was it a fun time? It was a really fun time. I was actually not scared at all. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it? was it fun, or is Ikea just crazy? No, I mean, Ikea's crazy, but <laughs> it was also fun. And <laughs> afterwards, I found out actually that was Sean, that wasn't fun for Sean. Really? Yeah, he was sketched out. Oh, that's awesome. Because he didn't, like, his first fire season, he didn't know what was going on. And then, I guess once we started seeing, like, the flames licking over the tops of the trees... And we're still waiting for the helicopter. Well, that, that was really sketchy. You remember when they called to tell me to uh, grab the chainsaws? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, fuck. You guys stay here. And I, like, I'll saunter my way on back to our camp and pick up the saws, and there's ash raining down from the sky on me. I'm like, this is not a good place to be. <laughs> be somewhere else. Yeah, I remember we kind of had to call the helicopter and be like, can you pick us up next, please? Yes. Because <laughs> they only had a few machines to pull, I guess, everybody off their respective camps. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun time. But then, fun. Uh, so our campsite ended up burning over, which, I mean, if you're going to be evacuated, you may as well have all your stuff burn over, because, mm. like... Yeah, just so it's real. Other it's a waste of time, really. Right? Did you really ha- get evacuated and have your stuff burn over if all your stuff didn't burn over? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Posing. And... After about two or three days in a little safety zone, which was, well, we were camped in a swamp, and then our safety zone was just an even bigger swamp. With like a biblical rainfall right after the burnover. Yeah, pretty well 100 mils in two days, and that actually flooded our old campsite and most of the people's tents. Incredible. A mess. Yeah. And when you guys are in Ontario, you have to do as the Ontarians do, and you were overnighting on the fire. Yeah, we were camped out getting, right on getting the Getting the food like, parachuted at you, basically, like, all that good stuff. We by a helicopter, but yeah, mm-hmm. the first thing we had to do was make our little helipad, which was going to be our 
post office and our grocery store and make a little mailbox to put our food orders in. And, and pe- you could write, you had all these food home options home. to pick from, but you could also try to slip in some special requests. Yep. Our... I remember what what was the Diana's barbecue, Diana's barbecue sauce? sauce? Yeah, yeah, we ordered some barbecue sauce, and we like right beside the option for barbecue sauce, it said, "Please choose Diana's." Put a little heart there. Sure enough, like three bottles of Diana's came with the next yeah. order. It's gonna be nice to like because like here in Alberta, we fly back and we usually, we typically have dinner at like a camp kitchen or something. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be kind of interesting to like have these like guardian angels that are looking after your food. And it's like, oh, somebody's out there looking for me. It's nice. Look it out for me. When they don't miss days of the food order. Uh, Or when they actually get the food that you ordered. Or someone else is getting the food. Yeah. Like your bird, like, what was it, Manitoba? They're just like, they couldn't keep up with all the food. It was like, why do they keep giving us all this food? So they just had to end up burning it because they didn't want the the bears to come around Mm -hmm. and like eat it. Mm -hmm. And then they tried to other crews around them. I think it was Kevin Martin's. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, we didn't get any of our food, but they, they screwed up our orders. Like, oh, yeah, no, we didn't have any food either. Yeah. <laughs> All these crews are just starving. They didn't eat in, like, three days. Damn. Yeah. Wow, three days without food. That was- well, not without food, but they've had the rations and stuff. But, like, they didn't get, like, the bulk of their orders. Kind they had of. to only eat six grilled cheese sandwiches, not the <laughs> ten per yeah, day. Yeah, we ate an obscene amount of food. <laughs> if, if, if Chalupa ever does get the picture of Nelson up on the, uh, up on the thing... It was about six days into the fire. Uh, we were all getting really, really loopy at that point, and we'd we'd been making grilled like we'd be making so many grilled cheeses, and we had these burgers, so we made a delicious double cheeseburger for Nelson. Oh my goodness! So cheese on both of them, surrounded by grilled cheese sandwiches. Ooh. Are you sure there were, is it, there was at least one fried egg between the patties. Minimum, minimum one fried so egg on there. What did you guys call that? Is it named after like the fire or? Oh God, I have no idea. Sh- all I can Shrek burger. Maybe. <laughs> the Shrek burger. <laughs> The get out of my swamp burger. <laughs> you did in my swamp. Yeah, I, all I can remember is the sheer look of ecstasy on Nelson's face while he ate that thing. Mm. It's uh, good memories. Yeah, good times for sure. The best of times. And uh, and that was a so that so last year was a whole bunch of fun. Actually, a very quiet season up until that mm. export. Mm. This year's been. Um, Quite the opposite. Busier? Uh, maybe a little bit. To say the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dealing with a fire, a fire that's almost the size of Connecticut. That's interesting. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, yeah. And what have you gotten up to uh, with this fire season? Anything special? A strike team leader? Um, uh, yeah, they... Instant commander of some decent sized fires? Well, they, they did have me strike teaming on, on, on one of them, and I've ICed a couple of fun fires as well. But, but, but mostly my favorite time has been... Working with you fine folks. Oh, oh stop. Yes, yeah, so that's a lot. Oh, that would be weird. <laughs> fuck right off. Get the fuck out of here. This is the Nelson Children Podcast now. <laughs> but yeah, and then in, during this fire season as well, it's been quite interesting to, uh, for me and you, like, here we had, uh, listeners, we had these plans of doing almost uh, an Oilers podcast once every, you know, three weeks or so and catching up on all the latest and greatest news and the fire season hits and Ike and I barely see each other and all that good stuff or if we do it's very brief it might be on a fire line or something yeah so yeah finally we get to it and whoa things that have happened so let's start off to you know old news Ken Holland 
there was a big search for a new coach and a new GM. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you think about those hirings? And, and like, mind you, we will touch back into other things that have occurred as well, like the Torelli firing and Koskinen deal and uh, Bobby Nix there and mm-hmm. his blunders. But yes, let's start off with the hiring of the GM and coach. Were you thinking other people, or were you kind of getting uh, right at the top of your wish list? Uh, now, I'm uh, I'm not the biggest expert in uh, GMs across the league. Mm. Obviously, I know the ones that the Oilers I. have had and have worked with, but uh, I mean, I don't really uh, I don't really take a look at what the other teams are doing unless there's something special. Like San Jose, their GM just seems to always be finding players and deals and just stealing folks away from, from Doug things. Wilson. Uh, another one I was always uh, like to see is David Poyle. With uh, Nashville, I believe. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And then what's the Dassler, the, the Dassler, the Dallas's GM? I forget his name right now, but he's also a really sly devil there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I couldn't have even told you any of those names. So I'm just coming in saying I'm not really the most uh, most experienced with this. Obviously, Ken Holland's got a bit big resume, so that's something quite exciting for everyone. But I think the most exciting part about Ken Holland specifically was... Um, the way that he got hired. You know, he did the two rounds, right? They talked to him initially, and it wasn't looking like there was anything positive in the conversation. Mm. Uh, and then I guess they went and searched around a little bit more, and, the, and the, on the Oilers side of things, um, this is just from some assumptions, I guess something changed, and that completely changed, uh, changed Holland's mind, and he came in and they gave him full autonomy, and I'm fair sure that's what he was waiting for was if you want me here and on the team, I need to be able to make all of the decisions on the team. I don't Which want to be handcuffed by anything. Which is a good thing because the spe- the speculation of the years past in the Oilers is this, you know, what were they calling it there? The uh, old boys club. The old boys club, but then they were calling it the, the wine meetings or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, oh man, it's just, it's just a thing that other hockey fans are like. What's going on here? This sounds fucking stupid. Why is the owner telling the GM what to do and what's going on? Like, no, the GM should be able to make their own picks and do this and do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hired uh, this guy that used to be on the Oilers, even though he doesn't have any, you know, proven experience in this position. Yeah. So I was excited that we got some guy who obviously, well, he came from a job that was guaranteed money for life. Mm -hmm. So clearly he wants to be doing something. Mm -hmm. Seems excited about the team. Seems excited about the city. He's got the contract that I'm sure he's going to live out that five-year contract. Mm. So uh, I'm I'm excited. I am a big Oilers homer, and I'm always excited about everything they do. But I'm I'm really excited about uh, about Ken Holland. I think it's uh, ushering in a good age for the prospects. And and you know, like I know that there's this uh, the concern and the worry that he'd be bringing this old school mentality of oh well he hasn't really done a whole lot in recent years, and you know what he's really done was years ago. You know, but he still had you know really good drafting staff, he really good development, and how you know you look at his teams where they got, found some really really nice diamonds in the rough mm-hmm. in late rounds, and then developed them, didn't rush them, and before you knew it, they're all stars. Yeah, they're Stanley Cup winning all stars. Yeah, absolutely. So to me, that screams uh, patience. Yep, and plans. Like even though, and then we're gonna jump ahead here a little bit. With their free agent signings, some of them are just role players. 
Well, yeah. which is good to fill those holes because you don't like if you don't then and, and, and good ca- contracts as well and these guys could do well. No, it's no, not no. like they're just scrap or anything. Folks who are complaining about the free agency this year are out of their mind. I don't they know what to, were they going to go after Matt Duchesne? Oh no. yeah, so we'll <laughs> sign Matt Duchesne and what jump off a contract and leave six spaces in our roster. Yeah, and have like what three bought out contracts? No, it doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense. No, so, not a chance. No, so I, I, at first I was very hesitant and I was very curious of what might be going on, but like. What I normally try to do is not react too quickly, yeah. and I go to like the, the my analysts that I like to follow and mm-hmm. you know listen to and um, call mm-hmm. by uh, play by play guys and all that stuff. And your, just hear what they your have magic to say. eight ball. It's in behind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should I be excited about Dave Tippett? Ask again later. Fuck. As much as you should be excited if he grows his mustache back. Oh goddamn! I hope that mustache comes back. <laughs> and that is a lip duster for sure. Uh, the one that I was really curious about for hiring a coach, I think that like it would have been really interesting if we got Ralph Kruger again because I have a lot of respect for him. I thought he did very well in the short period of time that he was here. I mean, Ralph Kruger was the only person that unlocked Yakupov's potential. Yeah. Which, Absolutely. Well, then, like, and this goes into the rotating coach carousel that was the Oilers for nine years. Um, I really like Tom Rennie as well. We had a sensational power play with him. Yep. And he got shafted much too early as well. Yeah, but I, I don't really reckon it's great for a, an organization to go back to a coach. That kind of... Oh, and that was possibly the thing with Todd Nelson for yeah. his resume coming in, which I do like him, but coming over... Could it work? Would it be weird? Could it be awkward? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of tricky. Then they come always with a caveat on their, uh, or an asterisk by their name, and then it's going to take that extra little bit for the players to buy in. There's no fresh, clean start for folks. Uh, I don't know. In a big hockey city like Edmonton, I really don't think, as much as I like Ralph Kruger, and I'd be excited, I would have rather had him stay around for, Years and years, his first little time in tenure. I just don't think it's a good idea to bring a coach back to a big hockey. Team That's like absolutely it. fine. Plus, I'm fine with uh, with Tippett. I actually I have no uh, no trouble with the. Dave but with Ralph, Ralph Kruger's experience in Switzerland, he'd be able to unlock the Gaten potential Haas. as Gaetan Haas. <laughs> Gaetan Haas. I mean, Duhas. That's a strong potential, but truly. No, I like. Uh, I really like the idea of Dave Tippett. I mean, him. Arizona was an awful team for a good long while, but they were a cash-strapped awful team, and he dragged them to the playoffs through some superb the, coaching. The Western Conference Final against mm-hmm. the Kings, and that mm-hmm. was a good series, too. And, like, folks might say, oh, they were just playing some aggressive trap down there. I mean, we, we're not going to enjoy that up here. Edmonton has enjoyed watching trap defense before. You remember the mythic playoff run, how we beat... The uh, Red Wings and Red Wings, the and fucking Ducks. best team in the league, easily. And what do they do? They play the stingiest trap defense and destroy them in what six games? I think it was. It was six games. Yes, Ask sir. how many Edmonton fans were disappointed to watch trap hockey in the playoffs? Like no one, and no one. At and all. the thing was, is that a lot of those games weren't even that strong a trap either, because no. there was goals to be mm-hmm. scored. Manny Legacy did not play a good game, a good series for Detroit. No, no. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know, just the you look at who Dave Tippett had for offensive stars. Like, okay, yeah, OEL, fair enough. That's your defenseman, but he's not going to get that many unless your name is Carlson or Burns. But who do you have? Uh, I think he had Redeem Verbata. Yep. Shane Doan, and then 
who was the other one? Not Ray Whitney. He wasn't playing for them, I don't think. No, no, no. But he had these three guys who were all over like 33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were all getting 50, 60 points, which is not that bad if you have these older guys. But the, he, the, those are the players he was dealt. So, yeah, maybe we're looking at his hands. He's like, all right, well, I've dealt these guys and might as well do what we can and those guys will score me points. But now he's got a 50-goal scorer. Yep. Uh, a, a multi... More than 100 point player. Yeah, what is it? Three, four seasons in a row? Uh, for McDavid, it'd be three, I think. I think he got 100, 120 something, and then or 100, 100 something, and then 100 something again, uh, 10 or so, whatever. Uh, so yeah, he's doing he's he's doing well. He's, I don't even think he's, he's hit a ceiling yet. He's okay at hockey. He's he's not bad. You know, loves the game, plays hard, tries hard. Yeah. So. And then you got Nugent Hopkins, who's playing well, and now you've got a guy named James Neal, who yeah. should be a, a guarantee over 20 goals. The real deal. Is he the real deal? Is he the real steal of the summer? For a trade? I don't know. Going to Toronto, though, that was a pretty uh, needed trade for Toronto to get Tyson Berry. Yeah. And then, yeah, you have to trade Osmond Kadri, but I think that's a fair deal. No, that's a that's a that's a bold move, bold mm-hmm. play. But I mean, those are sometimes the trades you got to make. Yep. And you know, Toronto was very busy with the trades, even with uh, the move uh, the moves with Ottawa to free up more cap space mm-hmm. and dump some you know, uh, yeah, d- dump some young guys for some shorter contracts and all that good stuff to hopefully make room for the signing of Mitch Marner. But uh, man, you gotta you gotta give credit to Holland there for making this Lucic trade. And, you know, as much as I love Lucic, I really do like the guy. He's one of my favorite hockey players of my life. Yeah, I my did. lifetime of watching hockey. Yeah, I did enjoy Lucic. I actually, uh, yeah, I had a lot of hope for Lucic. I mean, the guy's an angry player. He'll still kick the crap out of folks. And it will not be fun having him down, down Highway 2 away from us. Like, those will be some intense battles of Alberta. And some weird battles of Alberta this year. I mean, don't you just think that Cam Talbot and uh, Mike if Smith are I, I, definitely going to start those games? They better get a fucking goalie fight. That would be sensational. Just Cassian fight Lucic. Yep. Nurse fighting Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> just killing him. Yeah. And then yeah, Smith Matt and Kachuk Talbot going nurse. at it. It'd be great. And then Tippett and... Fuck, who's the Calgary coach again? Christ, I don't even care. Oh, uh, what's his name? Damn it. Bill Peters. Yeah. Just yelling at each other. You yeah. know, people holding them back. Pulling the old uh, Patrick Waugh and slamming the glass. <laughs> and glass against Boudreaux. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Angry Patrick Waugh. I can't hear you because I got my two Stanley Cup rings in my ears. <laughs> and Boudreaux's like, oh my God, you're going to kill everyone. And slam the glass down. <laughs> die, Bruce, die. Yep. No, it's going to be interesting for sure this year. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I really do think that Neil is a surefire for 20 goals. It'll be interesting to see where he's playing, whether he's playing on power play, um, you know, oh, on, on the number one. He's, he's definitely going to play yeah. on the power play. Yeah, with McDavid. Wow, and I mean, okay, they're definitely going to try him out on the power play in the oh, preseason. Yeah. And I would be, unless he's really, really lost it, he's going to play on the power play because... We've been looking for someone who can finish for a good long time. Like just a pure goal scorer. Yeah, absolutely, which I guess that's what we got. Yes. I guess that's what we traded an anchor contract for. Yeah, Such and like this is the thing too is that from what I've heard from my Calgary friends is that they're not impressed at all with that conditional pick. Such an interesting conditional pick. Well, 
it's only an interesting conditional pick if you don't look at it from Edmonton's perspective. <laughs> it's an interesting conditional pick for Calgary to agree to to agree with, mm-hmm. because if the conditions are met, like I was mentioning this to you while we were drinking, and I probably forgot. Yeah, earlier before. So <laughs> this trade is a fantastic. This trade's a, this trade's a win no matter what. I mean, unless Lucic goes and scores thirty goals, then yeah. okay, then Calgary wins the trade. But if both of them fail. Then we can buy out the contract, and they can't. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's been harped on yes. hundreds of times in the yeah, Oilers. Neil's point. buyout is only two million per season. But this trade is a violent win for Edmonton if we get real deal James Neal, who scores twenty plus goals per year. Mm-hmm. Now, if that happens, if we get a twenty goal scorer out of it, then that is easily worth a third round pick. Oh, hundred percent. If the deal falls through its ass and we have to buy out James Neal, then it's not worth a third-round pick. And the magic about the uh, conditions here are exactly that. We give up a third-round pick if we get exactly what we need in a player. Mm -hmm. Someone who scores a lot of goals and Lucic has a shit time. And that's a fair enough deal. (laughs) And also, we did take some salary from Lucic, but that was, what, 575000 I mean, I was expecting to have to take at least $3 million in Lucic's salary back to be able to trade him. That would have been pretty brutal. And I would have expected more, but you can only take half of a a salary. And I will be still a little bit hesitant when playing the Flames just because Lucic is an angry player and he can be pretty punishing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't want to fight the guy. No, me neither. I'm no. not sure what you'd punch. What oh, fuck? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Anything that you would hit, you would hurt. It would hurt you more than it yeah. hurt him. Yeah, it's like those like big bosses, like in the, the the TV shows, where it's like, how do I defeat this guy? And it's just not working. Yeah, that said, I'm sure Cassian will figure it out. Get Cassian, Nurse, and Jujakaira on. All three of them? <laughs> like, slowly trying to... He's like, God, Jesus. You cannot defeat me. There's terrified Japanese people running around the ice. It's like the Four Ninja Turtles versus Shredder and, you know, the first TMNT. There you go. Yeah. Just, you know, none of them can... You know, all together, they can't even defeat him. Mm-hmm. Until Master Splinter comes along. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, we have a woodchuck, uh, marmot, living in the woodshed. Yep. It was confirmed. How much wood could he chuck? He didn't chuck any. We were about mm. to chuck some at him. Mm. But then we were thinking, what do we call him? And it's like, oh, well, Chuck would just be way too cliche. Yeah. I was thinking Splinter. Because mm. he's in living in a woodshed mm. with the wood pile. Master so Master Spl- Splinter. We'll get him a little purple robe. It'll be great. You weren't listening. It's okay, Nelson. Apparently we're not interesting enough for Nelson. All right. Now let's talk about goaltending. Yep. To me, this is the biggest concern on my side. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I, I the, the 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 hope here is that Koskinen uh, returns to you know how he was playing when the Oilers had their what was it the six, six game winning streak? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and he was posting up really good numbers. But you know, hopefully, he doesn't get burnt out. He knows that he's the bona fide starter, and then he's got Smith to. You know, fall back on. I don't know that he knows that he's the bona fide starter. I mean, the well, from what I'm hearing from Tippett, he kind of thinks that they're both capable and able goalies, and he just wants to play them both. I mm-hmm. think they're going to get more of an even split. Than and I guess Tippett does might be have the history of Smith, and he has a lot of trust in him. I'm sure. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and like, we'll see what happens this year. But Christ, in the playoffs last year, Smith showed that he can play. Boy, he was easily out. the best player on the, the Flames team. Yeah, for sure. That round. But, uh, I don't know. Koskinen, like I said before, we'll caveat this with I'm an Oilers homer, so I'm always excited about everything they do. 
Uh, Koskinen and I read a stat the, uh, today that in his wins, Koskinen had like a 9.38 save percentage, which is stupid. Yeah, stellar. And but but in his losses, he had like he had like an 8.9 or something like that. So kind of need a little consistency from the guy. Now, obviously, that's up to Tippett and the goaltending coach to uh, figure out how to unlock that and how to focus that. If that's just going to be accomplished with less starts or maybe a more uh, set schedule or what have you. But uh, we'll see how that goes. And Tippett's made goaltenders look better with his defensive styling. Mm. And you can do that. I mean, think Devin Dubnik going down to... uh, going down to Minnesota, and it's not like he saw less shots there, but he saw them from farther off. He got more stuff with uh, with clear vision, and all of a sudden he's a Vesna Trophy candidate after being out of the league for two or three years. So we'll see what uh, the new coach, the new stylings can do. No, absolutely. Like It is going to be a very exciting year for the Oilers. You know, I still have hope that they will make the playoffs. If everything clicks, especially the goaltending, there is that chance. Yeah. Um, moving on as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your opinion on Puliyarvi. And the, the most recent news for the Oilers is that Puliyarvi uh, has stated that he wants to stay in Finland and play. Thank you. Yeah. Nelson, sh- Nelson kissed me on the, the top of the head there, folks. Um, Nelson, Nelson's very sweet. He didn't kiss you, though. No. Next time. Nelson doesn't like me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So he's stating that he's going to stay in Finland until he is traded. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that. I've read the, the transcripts, and there is still a small possibility that there's a little missing in translation thing. He did say he was going to stay in Sweden until he has a contract. Sweden or Finland? Sweden. Fin- Sweden. Finland. Finland. Uh, he's going to stay in Finland until he has a contract. Um, now, he doesn't have a contract right now because he's an RFA and mm. he's just being qualified. So, like, maybe there's... A, but I'm really stopped not believing that anymore. I think he just kind of wants to be gone. And I don't think he'll get traded. Well, his agent is very confusing as well. Yeah. A most perplexing individual. Which, uh, yeah, that's all frustrating. So, again, I don't think he's going to get traded before the season starts up. Obviously, Ken Holland's shown that he's not going to get bullied into something. And everyone's rosters are starting to sort out. Well, Plus, Edmonton's being built... To not have Puliyarvi there, like all the signings that yeah. Holland's done. No, no, he's kind of had that on his brain. Mm-hmm. And if I was Puliyarvi, I'd be worrying about my career in the NHL and would try to be more agreeable than not. And we can see from Holland that he was very patient with a Lucic trade. So I think that he's going to be able to have that patience and hold out on a good, uh, the the most appealing deal that he can uh, receive by dealing Puliyarvi. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I yeah, I hope either he like all this is some weird miscommunication and he comes back and plays mm. or he gets traded so Cassian can kick the shit out of him one night. You were telling me that before and I was, I I laughed pretty loud about that and that would be that'd be very nice. Mm-hmm. Or nurse. I'm fine with either of them. Uh, yeah, JJ. Yep. Jujar Kara. Yep. I'd be fine with that. I'd be happy with that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, Christ, I'd like it if Nugent Hawkins kicked the shit out of him. Uh, <laughs> Likely, but Maybe a little less likely. Just kidding, Nuge. I know you're listening to this podcast. I love you. Oh, man, that'd be something else. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the draft. Mm. How did you feel about that? Uh, Philip... Bro- oh, no. Philip... Bro- no, Broberg. No, no, no. Broberg. Broberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's correct. 
Um, well, I thought that was well. It whether or not it was intentional, it was a big statement from Ken Holland saying that this is his goddamn Oilers team now. Mm. Like uh, there were all the snipers that were close to ready. There was what Cole Caulfield. Uh, there was Caulfield was an interesting one. He I, yeah. like again like how we talk about a, a, a true finisher. He is smaller, and I was wondering if because they had Yamamoto. If they're like, well, do we really need a Caulfield? See, then that could be what they were thinking. There was also, um, oh, who's the 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 Russian guy who uh, went to Vancouver? Oh, a Pod Colson. Yeah, Pod yeah. Colson. He does seem interesting. Two way forward, and you're not going to get him for a while anyway. Like the big argument was like, well, if you draft him, you're not going to be able to play him for two years. Yeah. Well, that's fine with me mm-hmm. because you're developing him. But there were there were a few a uh, few forward options, and there were a few closer to NHL options. But Ken Holland goes in and says, "Hey, I fucking like defense. Mm-hmm. This guy has the makings." And Swedish people, yeah, and Swedish people. Christ, yeah, he likes to have the best Swedish defender in the game. Yes, truly. Which who wouldn't? Yeah. Well, but he says, "I like defense. I like the Swedes. Um, I like this guy. I don't care how long it's going to take him to get to the NHL. This guy could be a number one uh, defender if we give him the time and the need." And uh, there's no way he plays in the NHL next year. This is uh, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. This is my team. We are going to draft and develop this guy. And I believe that. Like uh, reading, uh, there were so many like very polar opposite reviews of Broberg. Mm-hmm. But the general consensus that I see is that he is was the best skater yep. and possibly the fastest skater in the draft. Yeah, like from. First over pick to the very last. From pick. yeah, from Jack Hughes, even including Jack Hughes, yeah. they said he might be the best skater in the draft. Yeah, which with a guy that's he's a big guy too. Yeah, yeah. Never he gonna, played forward before, so yeah. that that tells me that he's a good skater, and that to me that's what we need in the back end. Because if you can't have that outlet pass, then at least you have somebody that can carry it up. And you know what? Paul Coffey could skate with Gretzky. Mm-hmm. Why can't Broberg, Broberg skate with McDavid? There's no reason that that's not going to happen. And chances are, years. if Cassian's playing on that team, on that line for whatever reason, I don't think he's good. Like, he's a good skater. Cassian's a very good skater for how big he is. He's fast. But, you know, I don't mind him dropping back a little bit, let yeah. Broberg take the wheels. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, let's see how it goes. And then maybe Broberg's paired up with, you know, uh, what, what do we call him? Dad? Oh, yeah, Boosh Baby. <laughs> Bouchard. Evan Bouchard. Yeah. So, no, it's a very interesting back end, and for the first time in a long time, Oilers have a pretty good pros- uh, prospect pool of defenders mm-hmm. that are quite wet, probably quite good. And There's if Broberg lot. takes three years to develop... Oh, that's for, totally fine. Yeah. One of the interesting stats for this Broberg signing is this is the first time since, what was it, 2013 or something like that, that the Oilers, since Darnell Nurse was drafted, it's the first time since Darnell Nurse was drafted... That we've got a player who won't be who won't play a single NHL game this season. A consensus a, a pick of he won't play in the NHL this coming season. Yeah, every yeah. single pick the Oilers, every single first round pick the Oilers have had has gotten a whiff. Has gone into the NHL that very season. Mm-hmm. It's like this is clearly Ken Holland's team. He's put his stamp on it. So you don't, you don't think he'll play like a season, preseason game at all? Uh, he's. I don't hear he's not going to the preseason camp. Really? No, I hear they're they're keeping him in. I'm fine with that. They're keeping him in Sweden so he can get established on his mm-hmm. team, so he can get a lot of playing time. Mm-hmm. Like they are committed to this guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And what yeah. do you think about uh, Raphael Lavoie? 
Oh, obviously, he was a steal. I mean, folks had him going in the third round. Some folks, I think McKenzie's draft. Third round? Raphael Lavoie? Yeah, he was our second round pick, 38 overall. Yeah, they had him going in the first, they had him projected in the first round. Yes. McKenzie's draft board. You you said third round, sorry. I just just want to correct that. But I was quite surprised. I was like, steal. On McKenzie's draft board, he was, what? I think he was like 16 after Broberg or something like that. Yeah, no, so I was more than happy with that. He's got a hell of a shot. He Mm -hmm. actually can hit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess you can say that he plays defense a little bit because I think he plays some penalty kill as well, mm-hmm. and he can play center or right wing. Yeah, yeah, we've had some potentially great picks in the uh, second round for the last three or four mm. years. I mean, we got Bouchard. Who's the guy last year that we had there? Bouchard was a the, 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 or not was Bouchard? A, sorry, we had uh, uh, Benson. Tyler Benson. Yeah. Benson was a second he was an, rounder. He was an early second round pick. Yeah. Um, wasn't yeah, Cooper Marodi first because we signed Marodi. Mm-hmm. Was ah, it was the other guy last year. He's a great forward. Absolutely tore it up. I I'm gonna feel bad about it. I, well, because he also listens to this podcast and he's gonna be very insulting. <laughs> I was also we'll just we'll just touch on this as I look for it mm-hmm. because it's the other name I saw that looked really good was Ilya Konovalov. Yeah, the, the goalie tender. from Russia, and it seemed like he got how many. Uh, uh, you know, uh, rookie of the month yeah. awards and goaltender of the month awards as a rookie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Ryan McLeod. Ryan McLeod. And then Olivier again. Rodrigue is another goalie that's looks pretty good in the pipeline as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Ryan McLeod looks like when I saw that he was a Ryan Smith esque player, but with better wheels. I was like, how is this uh, a bad a bad pick for us in the second round? Not at all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ryan Smith. Ryan Smith, you know in his draft year, Ryan Smith uh, was second to only one player for games played. Shane Doe? No, 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 that wasn't even his draft year. Oh, really? It was, um, oh, Christ. The uh, Ducks player who got killed by Scott Stevens on the ice. Paul Correa. Paul Correa. They're was in the, the same draft year. Only player in the same draft year to play more games than... Uh, and Ryan Smith. That's surprising because he retired much earlier than Smith, too. Well, he retired because Scott Stevens Scott killed Stevens him. Scott Stevens killed him. Yes, he did. I still some pretty intense footage. Oh. I like showing that to my European friends that watch hockey every now and then. I'm like, oh, but th- this happens. Wait for it. And the visor's fogged. And there's his soul. You can see it go back into his body. <laughs> and he scores the game, winning. Goal. Yeah, shocking. It's what? like, do you remember that game? No. Do you remember the hit? No. Do you remember the shooting of the game winning goal? No. Do you remember after the game? No. This segment's brought to you by CTE Doctors of America. <laughs> hey, con- concussions in hockey players playing hockey has no connection. Yeah, no, not at all. To, 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 you like know, to, to, you know, head head hits. Yeah. And not even head hits, it was, it's whiplash, too. Just that sure, like, body-to-body, mm-hmm. where it's boom-boom. Yeah. And, yeah. Moving on as well. I had something else lit up here. Did I have talked? Oh no, I think it was the drafts there. I had something else up as well. Proberg, big fan. Free agency, big fan of free agency. Free agency here. signings. That's what I had mm-hmm. going on here. I mentioned um, before that I said anyone who was sad about our free agency is crazy. Uh, because I think they did spectacularly in the free agency. So we had we were the Oilers' biggest problem last year was depth. We didn't have any depth mm-hmm. scoring. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any depth players. We were playing too many folks that weren't NHL players in in the NHL. 
went out and signed a few folks, Archibald and oh, the guy who came from Vancouver. Marcus Granlund? Marcus Granlund, definite hey, NHL Marcus. players. I always get Marcus and Michael mixed up because the names are so similar. Granlund. Granlund. M. Granlund. Yeah, definitely NHL players. They're going to thicken out our roster. They're fast players. They're not going to get left in the dust. Signed a few uh, lottery picks from uh, from Europe, and I mean, if one of them turns out, then one of them turns out, and that's really helpful, but all of them are supposed to be fast as well, so uh, we'll see so, how that goes, but most important for all of this, how many years were all of them signed for? It is Marcus Granlin, sorry. Marcus Granlin. Uh, yeah, one year? I one think single year for had, most of them. Song got two? Or Chase, did you get... Chaeson got two and Kaira got two, I believe, as well. Kaira, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what well, we haven't put ourselves in cap hell for? Well, we haven't made our cap hell worse for no. for future years. No, no, no. One year signings, we'll figure these guys out and we'll get them out of here, or we'll get them signed on for longer. It's mm-hmm. not uh, the big long commitments that kill folks in free agency. No, I mean anyone who's sad that we didn't go out and get a big free agent name really needs to look at the past. I mean, who were the big free agent names? What, three years ago, big free agent name? Milan Lucic. What, last Louis year? Louis Erickson. Yeah, Louis Erickson. Who was the, who was the big f- scoring free agent winger last year? James goddamn Neal was. Yeah. And, like, think of uh, who else just got bought out just yesterday. When was Kevin Shattenkirk the big fish to land? Yeah, even the trade deadline, too. Do you know how many folks end up as, like, the big free agent signing of the year that teams go for? They lock them in long term, and then one, two, three years later, they're disappointed with them and yep. end up putting them on an extra few years of, as a bought-out contract? And it would be interesting to look into, but when was the last time a team turned around big time because they got one of those big free agent signings? Yeah, free agency is generally uh, to me. It's the the role players, you know, to fill in like the maybe the second line, maybe the second line. And it's, but, and it's not like you can't win big with free agency. I mean, was Carlson traded or was he just signed? Carlson was traded from Ottawa yeah, to Carlson San Jose, traded. but then he was re-signed by San mm-hmm. Jose as well. But I think that's going to be a contract that they're going to regret here. I like Carlson <coughs> a lot, but I think he was a shadow of what he was in Ottawa his yeah. first year in San Jose. I'm not saying it can't work out. Like, you can make a good big free agent signing. Oh, I think Panarin will be wonderful for the Rangers. But those but are Bobrovsky, so few and far between. Ten yeah, they're million? Not, yeah, they're not going to regret about Bobrovsky's $10 million a year in six Bubtitsky? years. Fuck. I mean, Bobrovsky is on the case, but unless he's investigating things. Bobrovsky, you're gunning your badge. <laughs> you're off the case. You're a good cop, Bob Bobrovsky. You're off the case. Uh, have you listened to the song uh, that uh, these fans of Jay and Dan wrote? No, I haven't. Oh, it's good. I'll have to show it to you later. It's mm-hmm. a good punk rock song. Uh, but yeah, so like, there's lots of signings this year that I was very perplexed about, and I was like, oh my god, that that's gonna that's gonna bite them in the butt later for mm-hmm. sure. Man, so not one of those was made by the Oilers this year, which I'm very happy about. So this has been a victorious free agent. Victorious. Friends. Yeah, no, and like other guys, like I was actually excited about the Yurko signing because he still has some decent potential. Like yeah. he, could, he could be a third liner. He could be. He so could be. that makes me happy. And then a lot of these guys do have some good skating skills. Like Marcus Graham looks really good. Penalty killer, 
can play any wing position. Oh, you can play any forward position. I meant. Uh, so that's that makes me happy. I don't mind Mike Smith. That's really good to have a third defenseman on the ice. Yeah, I am really excited about Mike Smith. I mean, we finally have our uh, puck moving defenseman. Yeah, our puck moving defenseman that we've we've coveted for years. I'm calling it. I'm, I'm wondering the over under. I'm going to call over uh, five assists uh, connected to McDavid. Just McDavid assists. Let's say that's not no, even. I'm I'm going I'm to go actually I'll, really on a limb. I'm going to say fifteen. Fifteen. Hot is take. that Hot to take. McDavid or just in general? To McDavid. To McDavid. Fifteen assists. McDavid scores. That's Mike a hot Smith's take. That's a hot take. Steaming hot takes. If that happens, I'm gonna lose my shit. Ooh. It's like think about that. That'd be more points than Maluch- than Milan Lucic had really. Um, Lucic <laughs> he had, had twenty he, points. He, he had quite a bit. He had, he had twenty bit. points. Well, we're we're not counting how many goals that Mike Smith gets. Yeah, <laughs> McDavid's gonna pass to him, and he's just gonna one timer down yeah. the knee, Stamkos style, two hundred foot one timer. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lovely. Oh my god. No, I'm excited about Smith. I think he's a good goaltender. The one I'm excited about the most actually is Josh Archibald. That's, I was going to ask what your your favorite signing was. Mm-hmm. Josh Archibald, I think, is a good one. He seems like a nothing signing from everyone, but if you look at his points and goals last year, if you look at his goals last year, he would have been the fourth high or fourth or fifth highest scoring forward on the Oilers last yeah, year. Yeah, that's our that's Drake Kujula. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Except a defensively responsible Drake Kujula. Yes, thank you. Yeah. yeah, we just gotta trade him for whoever else injured McDavid a few in a few years. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I also thought that uh, these European signings are interesting as well. Like, I think Gaetan Haas is going yep. right to the minors. Um, Ooh, I've heard there. Well, I think they're going to give him a shot at uh, third line center. And I, I could see like in, in camp. I, I, okay, let me correct myself. I can see shots give, given to certain people, yep. but I think what he'll be doing mostly is developing his game in the minors, which I don't have a problem with. I don't, I'm not saying that he's not like a, a you know. I'm not welcoming him at he's all. He's a European player. He's got to figure some stuff out. Exactly. And like we got to figure out what his role is going to be. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm really excited about this Nygaard guy. Yep. And I'm also, and this is a good transition, uh, into the defense. Uh, there's quite a lot of, uh, uh, Joel Pearson. Yeah, Pearson. Pearson, yeah. sorry. Uh, he also a fan of the podcast. Sorry, we mispronounced <laughs> it, Mr. Pearson. Uh, yeah, no, so there's, there's a lot of interesting things. And like, when my uh, when Sekiro was bought out, you know, I was really sad to see Reg, the yeah. shin guard assassin. I think everyone was sad to see the shin guard assassin move on. But who, like, out of the buyout contracts for defensemen, would you rather go Russell or Sekra? Personally, I would buy out Sekra. Yeah, I mean, if it's Russell Russell's or Sekera, a really good defenseman. He's playing on his side. If Russell or Se- if it's Russell or Sekera two years ago, then obviously you give away Russell. Oh yes, yes, most definitely. The way they are now, like, it's such a gamble, and mm-hmm. we can't be gamblers right no. now. No. So Russell is the right choice, and I actually still quite like Russell. I do too. I mean, the dude works block shots. Some folks hate him, but they still are worth something. Mm-hmm. Like. You think uh, you think the Gator didn't block his fair shots, fair share of shots in his time here? Orkoff, Gator, yeah. Steos. Yeah, I mean, good defenders. Igor Ulyanov. Yeah, you look at the next highest block shots on those lists every year, and there's some pretty good defenders on that mm-hmm. list. So I've got no problem with that. No, I, I think he's a good puck moving defenseman as well, and mm-hmm. he can hit, and he can. He, most times, he is defense, defensively sound. It's just mm-hmm. he needs to play on his side. Yeah, he's way better on his side. Mm-hmm. And so we got Caleb Jones that's, you know, chomping at the bit, yep. which I think he is ready to jump in here now. We have other guys like Ethan Bear, yep. Joel Pearson. 
Uh, William Lagason. Lagason was the other one I was thinking of. Yep, couldn't remember his name at the moment. Yep. Um, so yeah, like there, there's all these options, and I think Matt Benning's going to have a good bounce back here. Yep. See about Matt Benning. And I, you know, I really like Matt Benning because you, I got another guy that can a right shot defenseman who can get you know if he has a good year, more than twenty points. Yep. And he can hit. He's yeah. given some devastating blows. I mean, he doesn't have that. Uh, he doesn't have that. Um, he doesn't have that. Uh, folks don't expect that of him. Mm. He doesn't have that reputation. He's as not a, a big guy. No, but man, there are about six or seven times every year, at least, where you'll watch someone trying to show up, uh, trying to come into the Oilers zone, and Matt Benning's like, "No, no, no, not today. This is my blue line. You stay on the other side." There is a day where when people come in on my side of the ice into the uh, past the blue line. But it is not this day. Oh no, it is not this day. Yeah, yeah. And speak of players who are rushed. I remember Matt Benning got signed, and it was kind of the uh, he he played second fiddle to the Kajula signing that year. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Benning came in, and he what he played? Did he even play a game in the NA, in the AHL? He may yep. have missed one or two in the NHL, and then he's mm-hmm. been there ever since. So yep. like, he's a guy who's had kind of a stunted. Uh, Stunted development because of how quickly he went in the NHL, and he's proven that he's a good third pairing player mm-hmm. right now. He just needs to prove that he can be a good second pairing. Mm-hmm. No, I 100% agree. Dude's young. Yeah. Got lots of time. Lots of it. Mold him. Got. Well, he may have less time with fucking Jones and Bouchard <laughs> and. Bouchard. Broberg knocking on the door. Fucking Lagason and Philip Berglund. Berglund. He's now way, way, way down on the depth chart, but he's like... Oh, I almost forgot. Samarukov. Samarukov, yep. He looks very good coming mm-hmm. in here shortly. And then Dude's got a fucking gigantic neck Safin, on him. Safin, if he gets in there, if he starts... Safin, yep. yeah. If he starts again to his potential. So yeah, no, like, things are looking pretty interesting. A lot of these prospects, you know, they could... We could we could strike big gold here. There's the that's the hope. Uh-huh. And if we don't strike gold on them, hopefully that we can sell them. We can sell it that they are gold and then dump them off on other people. Big time. That'd be nice. Big time. Be nice. All right. Well, that we're coming close to the hour mark. We're not quite there yet. But any final thoughts here? Uh, you want to get just get off your chest? Uh, goilers. 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 Indeed. Goilers. Are you going to be able to like? Are you, are you coming back home for Christmas? Uh, it's still undecided yet. We're gonna see how the school schedule works out. I got some big plans this year, mm. but it's gonna take a lot of a lot of good hard work. A lot of nose work. down, a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of dumping pucks in, a lot of working hard in the corners, you know? Yeah. Just go out there, have a good game. Well, you know, we gotta we gotta work hard and we gotta let the coach down and we gotta make sure uh, we're getting back on the defensive side of things and make sure we clear the pucks. Yeah, and, right back uh, on defense, you know everyone uh can't just leave our goalie hanging dry, you know. No, not at all. You just gotta mostly get pucks on net, work hard in the corners and uh ten percent, you know. Get pucks on net. It's uh you know, sometimes you just gotta make sure the buck uh, bounces, you know, it's a Pucks you know, get bounces. Pucks, no, are, uh, pucks of, are basically lot, balls. Lot, lot, a lot of puck luck, you know, yeah. like all that good stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. hope we can come out next time. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Always with the CBC's white towel there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I just remembered too. Uh, listeners, so Ikea and I drink a lot of beer. And mm. we talk about a lot of things. Uh, a fun podcast that you've been showing me or got me hooked on. Hardcore History. Hardcore History. Name? Uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. What? 
a speaker. What a voice. I love that. It's got a good one. Yeah, and really, like, a wonderful way to, you know, explain history and just really keeps you captivated and, and mm-hmm. engaged. Uh, so then we're talking about it, and we're starting to get our own little segment here. Uh, I, I, I had a name for it, but I, I honestly forgot, but it was like, Drunken Quotes. Ask not what you can, or what your country can drink for you, but ask what you can drink for your country. Some really good ones. And mm-hmm. so I figure that every now and then I'll do a recording with me and Ikea doing a couple of these, and we'll either use it for the opener or the closer. Mm-hmm. And we'll just keep doing some historical quote and then throw it on to the podcast for some laughs. That's simply that. Uh, listeners, if you have a favorite historical quote or a favorite historical person, uh, you can send an email in. You can see it at the bottom of the screen right now, the email. <laughs> Uh, let us know, and we will uh, try to accommodate you as best as we can. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ikea. Um, and Innocent. thank you very much, Chalupa. Aaron Chalupa. Yes. The Chalupa Cabra. Anyway. Uh, oh, and this is my first podcast after turning the age of 30. Happy birthday to me. Paging Dr. Boy, <laughs> Dr. Birthday Boy. I am present. So, yes, thank you again. Uh, as always, listen, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, tell your friends about it. If you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me on Instagram at chalupacabra52. That is chalupa, C-H-A-L-U-P-A, cabra, C-A-B-R-A, and then 52. All one word, all lowercase, all good times. Uh, just give me a little bit of a note if you're trying. I'm Uh, I've got a private account, so if you want to add me, just give me a little note there, a message uh, in the DMs, and just say, hey, I'm a listener, all that kind of stuff, because there's spam accounts out there, and Mm. I don't like spam. Mm. So Mm -hmm. a lot of these girls want to get to know me, but Mm. uh, they they eventually ask for my credit card number, and I don't really know why. Mm. So I don't know. They look look like nice girls. And then one girl looks the same, but just different names all the time. So I don't know. Interesting. It is very interesting. Anyway. Sisters? (laughs) Twins? Uh, double quadruplets mm-hmm. octuplets mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, probably not probably not likely anyway uh, we're coming up to the end of the fire season we still have many more fun things to go on here maybe we'll have a good drunken podcast and get Noah involved or something like that oh, and just talk about whatever that sounds dangerous Tasty. as uh, as said by Baker Mayfield I woke up feeling dangerous <laughs> What was the name of that UFC fighter that Joe Rogan was talking to and he took takes, took off his shorts and it's like, my balls were hot. <laughs> Why'd you take off your shorts? Because my balls were hot. Hey, Joe Rogan, maybe I could come smoke weed with you sometime. <laughs> man, there are some funny people out there. Oh, man, Joe Rogan must have been blushing. All right, well, thank you very much, listeners. Hope you enjoyed.